What is going on, everybody? Thank you guys for joining us here at Vcast. Uh, this month, we're doing a special series on love, and we understand from the Bible that God is love, and that He showed and demonstrated love through Jesus, and that He requires us to love. But what does it really mean to love like Jesus loved? Find out today on our podcast. Enjoy. Now, uh, we, in the last podcast, we talked about how God loves, God is love, um, and that he loves his people and he wants us to love, right? And the way he displayed it was that he showed what that love looked like through the life of Jesus. Jesus is teaching. He taught us how to love. He showed us how to love through the way that he lived and the ultimate act of love that we see is the sacrificial love in which Jesus literally dies on a cross for our sin people who are basically his enemies now the the goal here is to say now that i see the full displayed love of god now how does that apply to me today in my local context in my life and in my journey and my walk with christ how do i put love like that into action and so I think that, you know, like Jesus, when he taught this stuff, it wasn't new stuff, right? Mm-hmm. One of the, one of my favorite places too is um, when Jesus was teaching, um, it's actually the parable where he tells the parable of the Good Samaritan. Right before there, there's an interaction with a lawyer who comes up, one of those people, one of those guys who just knew the law of God, like back, back to front. And Jesus looks at him and he says, hey, teacher, how can I uh, inherit eternal life? And Jesus goes, well, you know the law, right? You're you're a lawyer. (laughs) You know the law. Tell me, what does it say? (laughs) And then he goes, he's like, what, how do you read it? And the man said, you shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul and with all of your might. And you shall love your neighbor as you love yourself. So he's quoting there. Two Old Testament scriptures, one found in Deuteronomy 6, 5 through 6, and the other one found in Leviticus 19, 18. And he says, those are the two things that I think the law boils down to. And Jesus says, cool, you have spoke rightly, right? Like you got the correct answer. And then Jesus goes, now go out and actually do it. And that's where he got triggered <laughs> and seeking because he felt like a dummy, man. He felt like such an idiot that that he ended up wanting because I know that he was hurt. We mm-hmm. know that he was triggered because seeking to justify himself. He goes, well, what what really is a neighbor? You know what I mean? Like, well, what is that technically? Um, but but I wanted to I think that Jesus knew that those two laws would sum up the entire law of God. Mm-hmm. Every commandment that God gives can be fixed with love, right? Like if you look at all of the Ten Commandments, it's like, hey, you love your wife? Okay, if you love your wife, you won't commit adultery, right? If you love God, you won't seek false gods. If you love your neighbor, you won't covet his stuff, right? Or his wife or, you know, anything that belongs to him. If you love, you won't steal, right? If you love God and love people, you would fulfill every single commandment and you would live in absolute perfection. <laughs> but it's hard to do that. So Deuteronomy 6, 5 says, Hero Israel. This is a common prayer, by the way, like in Jewish culture. This is what they call the Shema, um, because it literally starts with that word in Hebrew, Shema Yisrael. It's hear, O Israel, listen. Um, and um, it begins to say, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, and with all of your might. 
and these words that I commanded to, to, to you today shall be on your heart. That commandment is so interesting because I know for the Jewish people, they took it very literally. Like they're like, I have to love God with all of them. When they say love God with all their might, they put their body into it when they pray. I know that at the wall, you'll see them oftentimes rocking because of that as they pray because they want to exhibit actual like strength and force and they're trying to put their body into it as they worship um but i think that that god is saying you know you have to love me with all of who you are right everything that you are you shall love me your heart you shall love me with your with your soul or your mind you shall love me with all of your strength you shall love me like when you when you say love God, he has to be of utmost importance, mm-hmm. right? That he consumes all of these areas in your life. Any thoughts on that? Um, yeah, I think that when it comes to your heart, soul, and might, um, I think it, it it's requiring of everything um, of your body, your heart, which it says, your soul and your might. And I think that um, we show our love for God in many ways. Um, you know, some people love to worship right so we have worship leaders that's how they show that love some people like myself how do i show my love for god i just i study mm-hmm. i get i get deep into it i want to know everything about him right i want to know all types of theology doctrine right i want to know all this stuff so when it comes like to all your might although i'm definitely not against how the jewish people pray you know what i mean i think that's good i move around when i pray as well but um um, when it comes to all your mind, I just think anything that you're able to do, mm-hmm. all that you're able to do, learn everything that you can, whether it yeah. be in worship or studying. And I think that um, yeah, that's exactly what that means. Um, but um, I also know that when it comes to loving God, like we had um, talked about earlier, that when Jesus says what you have done on, um, to the least of these, you've done unto me, it also means to love your neighbors as well. Right. And that's the other commandment that the lawyer had um, brought up. Um, it's in Leviticus nineteen eighteen, and it says, you shall not take vengeance or bear a grudge against the sons of your own people, but you shall love your neighbor as you love yourself. I am the Lord. And, um, you know, this is a command that obviously he, he's saying because he says, I am the Lord at the end. So when he says, I am the Lord, this is your command from me. Right. Right. To love each other. And um, when it comes to loving God with all your might, that's the same thing as loving your neighbors as well. Yeah. Which is why Jesus says that those are the two greatest commandments, mm-hmm. loving God and loving your neighbor. Because how do you show love to God? By praying, by worshiping, by studying, by, but by also loving your neighbors mm. as well. That's true. Yeah, the Ten Commandments are really interesting. Not too many people know this, but if you look at them, the first four have to do with how you love God and the last six are how to love people. Mm-hmm. Um, the first four commandments have are talking about loving God, right? Like you shall not take the Lord's name in vain. You shall love the Lord your God, right? You shall not have any idols or images. Um, it tells us that, you, you know, um, that the, these are the commands that God has given us in regards to how we ought to love God. And I think that the reason the first four of the Ten Commandments are about loving God is because if you learn to love God, you'll love people pretty easily. Um, uh, I I think it's commonly taught that love flows vertically before it flows horizontally. Before I can love the people around me in my context, I have to get my love for God right, right? Because he's like, because the thing is that you 
my love for God will affect the way that I love people. And if the way that I'm loving people is not godly, then I really need to check if I'm actually having love for God the way that I think that I that I am. And so I think, um, you know, when it comes to the, the biggest priority in a Christian's life, when it comes to love, loving God, creating a healthy flow of love for God in your life. I mean, and again, it's like you said, there are so many ways that we can worship God. There's so many ways that we can love God. Some of us have, you know, certain, I think the, the goal is to be as balanced as possible. You know what I mean? Like for me, I love reading the word, but I cannot simply be a Bible reader and not a prayer. Like I need to pray. I need to read the word. I need to desire worship. All of these things should be pretty balanced. Now, of course, there'll be one that I'll probably like to do more than the others. Um, but I think it was, it's just like you said, man, it's just, this is the way that I commune with God. This is the way that I love God and my show, my love for him in, in reading his scriptures and praying, because when we're not balanced, we become pretty off in our in our daily walk with Christ. So creating a consistency, a consistent love for God that's consistent all week long. It's not just a, I love God on Sundays, but the rest of my week, I, I don't love God. And the way that I show that is in displayed in how I act and how I treat people. Um, yeah, so I think that's, that's pretty interesting. Um, another scripture that I'm looking at is Exodus 34, 6. Um, and we talked about this in a previous podcast where he says, the Lord, the Lord, a God who is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love um, and faithfulness. It, the funny thing is here that the, the Hebrew word for love is ahava. It, 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 it's a, a desire for something. It's love, a desire. Um, but the word that they use here. You notice it, you can look this up in so many different translations. Every translation translates it different steadfast love abounding in faithful love abounding in uh, uh i forgot the others man there's there's like at least for me that i read eight different words that they use there but one of the common things that i see in every single trans uh, uh translation of the bible niv esv nasb like even though they all render it differently one thing that they have in common is that they use the word love but there's always a a, a descriptive word of the love steadfast love right um he is filled with faithful love and there's always a descriptive word because the word that's used here it's a single word in hebrew but in english we can't describe it with a single word we need a modifying word in order to describe this type of love and so the word they use here is the word chesed um it's spelled i mean it's transliterated like c-h-e C-E-D. So some people call it chesed or kesed, um, but it's it's chesed. Um, but this this word is is so interesting because it always has some kind of, and that was the thing that always kind of got me. It was like this this word is never alone. It's always modified by something. Um, and so, um, oh, here are the ones I, I, I had written them down. It's trans, loving kindness, steadfast love, loving devotion, faithful love, and unfailing love. These are all ways. And so because there isn't an English word that fully quite defines the type of love, um, all we know is that it refers to an action love. Like it's a love that actually does something, right? And um, it's it's simply isn't just saying, hey, I love you. Because that's yeah. really shallow, right? Like when you think about love today in, in American culture, it's like I, I tell my wife all the time, baby, I love you. But I also say that to my dog. 
Right. And I also say that to my pizza before I eat it <laughs> because I'm like, I love pizza. I love my wife. I love my mom. But all of those loves are very different loves. I love you, Jacob. I love, love you, you too, so much, man. bro. I love you, bro. <laughs> but but the love that I have for you is not the same love that I have for my wife. No, then we'd have a problem. Yeah, because yeah. then we'd have an issue. <laughs> then we'd have um, an issue. Yes. Uh, we'd have a lot of ex explaining to do. But the love that I have for um, the love that I have for you, like a brother in Christ, is not the same love that I have for my mom. Mm -hmm. But I say I love you to everything. You know what I mean? Like, so it's like, it's weird because in America, everything is, I love everything. Yeah. It's very shallow. Um, but yeah, so so I think that when we look in the Bible, we have to really be careful when we say, what is the, when the Bible tells us we should love and that God loves, what kind of love does he display? Action love. Mm -hmm. Love that displays itself, right? Um, and um, I think that, you know, as we're going over like the English language, I think that um, if there's any encouragement to learning the original language that the Bible was written in, I think this would be great because when it's translated to English, of course, we only have one word for love and that's love. Right. And that love can be many different things. But with these original languages, it's more descriptive and it right. tells you exactly what kind of love that is based on the word. Mm -hmm. So um, I, I, it's not that the English translation is a bad translation. It's mm -hmm. just you lose a little bit of the meaning because you think of it in the way that the English word is. You think, right. of, oh, it's just love. It's right. like, no, that's not what he's meaning. It's a different kind of love. And we're going to go over some of those um, different kinds of loves that the Bible actually shows. Us. Right, like, like John the Beloved. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Because unfortunately in today's society, I've actually even seen on social media tiktok videos of people saying oh yeah jesus had a same-sex lover um and i'm sitting here going wait what and what? they're like yeah john the beloved and they're reading the love that jesus had for john as some very erotic sexual like love and i'm like that's not that's not the not type the case, of love he no. had for john <laughs> yeah it's definitely not but luckily for us the greek actually makes very the greek uh, that's why i like the greek language the greek language is because the, the 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 new testament was written in greek and in greek there are different words for different types of love so it helps us to clarify what was meant when they did this so i don't know if you you want to maybe go over some of those different words for love yeah. um i th th there are four um there's um phileo which mm -hmm. is like a brotherly kind of love which is the love that you and me would have for one another right like right. you and me have a brotherly friendly type of love um that's and, um philadelphia philadelphia is oh, literally yeah no. philio mm -hmm. delphia it's the city of brotherly love yeah phileo. <laughs> I, I always like that's what the word reminds me of as yeah, well yeah. it's philadelphia mm -hmm. um but that's the brotherly love that's the friendly love that's the love that you have with people who you work with um yeah. who you go to school with that's right? my boy the, the, that's my boy you know <laughs> what i mean and then you have storge which is your familial love Mm -hmm. Right. This is your parents. The way that I love my parents, right. I don't love my friends. I honor my parents. They told me to do something. I do it. When right. my friend tells me to do something, I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. Um, if your friend tells you to jump off a cliff, you're going to do it? No, but if my mom does, I think I. Yeah. Meh, we have to be obedient, right? Yeah. No, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm kidding. But um, yeah, so that's your parental love. It's Storge. And then Eros is your um, relationship kind of love. Yeah. Um, it's when you're married, this is the kind yeah. of intimacy that you have. It's romantic. It's yeah. that kind of love. That's uh, the god of love, right? Eros? 
Is Ar- that the god Ares. of love? Ares, Ares. Ares or Eros? It's one. It's, it's one. one like I, I know which one you're you're talking yeah, about. It's yeah. one of those Greek ones. She's like yeah. the god of love and stuff. Yeah. But yeah, it's uh, Eros, and that's relationship. And they would actually pray to that god for. Um, I think they would. It's like she was also the god of fertility and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So they would pray to it her. It had a lot and, to do with yeah, with the, being married, being in a committed relationship, kind of stuff, sexual yeah. love. Yeah. Um. So that's Eros. But then we have Agape, mm. which is um different than any of those other ones um agape is unconditional faithful loyal love it's literally everything in you Mm -hmm. when you love someone with all of your being all of your soul um and that's the kind of love that i feel has never been portrayed until jesus this is a love that you didn't see anywhere else in the yeah. Bible besides God himself, yeah, really. Yeah. Um, you see all the other ones play out, you know what I mean? David, I'm not David, um, Moses had brothers. Um, you see that. You see um, all this other kind of love in the Bible. But when it comes to agape, it seems the only person who shows it is, or the only um, being that shows it is God. Right, right. And, and it's him. And yeah. um, I think that that word perfectly describes the love of god it's that mm-hmm. unconditional faithful yeah, loyal that sacrificial love. love that faithful love that no matter what i'm gonna love you type of love um and that's very rare to see and and these words are very common and they're really good because they add so much more to like the context mm-hmm. like when jesus uh is with uh john uh when was it john it wasn't peter. john it was peter um he's with peter and he tells peter peter do you love me and jesus peter's like of course i love you jesus and then he's like okay Peter, do you love me? He's like, Jesus, you know that I love you. And he's, Peter, do you love me? Peter's like disturbed at the third time. Like, bro, how many times do I got to tell you I love you? You know? And we read it just as the word love. But if you actually read it, the conversation was, Peter, would you, are you completely, faithfully, agape, committed in love for me? And Peter's like, Jesus, you you're, you're my phileo bro you know you're my dog right like yeah like the 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 idea there was like bro you're you're my you're my boy jesus you know that i'll, I'll always back you up you know that i got your back and jesus i'm not asking for that type of love right it makes a distinction between that type of love and um when jesus says hey love your enemies was he saying love your enemies with filio love right like with phileo love love them like a brother or love them like family no jesus says agape your enemies I'm like, ah, see, that's where you got, you kind of got me bent, Jesus, like, because I, I, I'm with you if it's like brotherly love, like, yeah, okay, yeah. you know, I, I'll give you a fist bump, I'll give you a pound, you're my boy, that's fine, you're an enemy, but, you know, it's whatever, I could do that, but when Jesus says, yeah, would you put your life on the line for an enemy, and I'm like, I don't know that I would. And Jesus goes, okay, that's the kind of love you need, though. Yeah, that's what even um, what we talked about in the um, in the last one when we were going over what Paul said. He was like, you, some people would even dare to die for a righteous, good yeah, person. Maybe for uh, a, a good person. Maybe not. Maybe not even die for a good person. Yeah. We would still count the cost and mm-hmm. be like, okay, well, like, this person's a great guy, but yeah. I don't know if I put my life on the line. So even to do it for your enemies, just imagine. Wow. Yeah. And so Jesus's main goal is in our life today, I need to display the love of God. What kind of love? Agape love, chesed love, like this understanding that this, my love 
has to be displayed in my actions. Mm -hmm. If my actions don't display love, then I'm not walking in love and I cannot claim to truly love God because I'm not living it out, right? It's one thing for you to say, I love you, but it's another thing for me to show you that I love you. Mm -hmm. And so I think that as Christians, we ought to be 24 seven looking for ways that we can show love, right? Isn't that, that's, that's what it says in 1 John three eighteen. It says, little children, let us not love in word or talk, but in what? In deed and in truth, mm-hmm. right? Like you don't just, don't just say you love people, right? You, you need to show that you love people. You need to go above and beyond in your love for people, right? What did Jesus say? If your enemy, if somebody's mad at you and they slap you on the cheek, give them the other cheek. I love you so much and I'm so sorry that I offended you. And if hitting me again is going to make you feel better, please do it, right? Hey, go a mile with me. Cool. You go a mile with that person. This was actually Roman culture back then, um, that if a Roman soldier passed by and said, hey, go a mile, you would literally have to stop whatever. Even if you were about to turn into your subdivision, (laughs) he would say, go a mile with me. You'd have to walk a mile holding that Roman soldier's stuff for a full mile, give them their stuff, give it to the next person who's going to go with them, and then you would have to walk back to your neighborhood, to your subdivision, and go home. So he's like a mile back and then a mile back. Jesus says, go a mile. And then when the Roman soldier says, all right, you've done your mile, you can go. You say, that's okay. I'm just having a great time being with you. I'll go an extra mile if you'd like. And then you're walking four miles home, (laughs) Jesus. And Jesus goes, I wonder if there are people alive today in America in 2021 who are willing to be, show that type of love. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, So it's like, okay, so. I want to display that love, but I need some more details. Like, what's a good place to go? Um, I, I would just advise people, bro, read Romans 12, verses 9 through 21. Um, and uh, I'll read them real quick. But I want you to just listen to this. And this is this is going to show you what genuine love looks like. So it says this. Let love be genuine. Abhor another word for abhors, hate what is evil, hold fast to what is good, love one another with brotherly affection, outdo one another in showing honor, do not be slothful in zeal, but be fervent in spirit, serve the Lord, rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulation, be constant in prayer, contribute to the needs of the saints, and seek to show hospitality to people, right? Bless those who persecute you. Bless them. Don't curse them. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty, right? Don't be, don't be, don't think of yourself too much uh, than you really are. Don't be prideful, but associate with the lowly. Never be wise in your own sight. Repay no one evil for evil, but give thought to do what is honorable in the sight of all. If possible, well, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave it to the wrath of God. For as it is written, vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. To the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he's thirsty, give him something to drink. Sound familiar? (laughs) For by so doing, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome evil by evil but overcome evil with good yeah wow um so much I, yeah i loved every so verse much of to that unpack. yeah yeah i think the one that stuck out to me while you were reading it was 11 it said do not be slothful in zeal 
but fervent in spirit serve the lord mm. and when it says don't be slothful in zeal don't be lazy mm. when it comes to showing love right right um when um the word zeal every time i think of it was when jesus was flipping over tables mm -hmm. in um the the temple was it the courtyard right it was like the temple courtyard or something yeah yeah where they were selling and, the sacrifices yeah they were selling all that stuff and um that's an example of not being slothful he took action he said, um, he said, um, zeal for your house ha will consume me. He was fulfilling mm -hmm. prophecy. But what he was showing was that when you have this zeal, when you have this desire to love, you take action. You're not slothful in it. You're not lazy with it. Right. right. When it comes to um, your, your wife. Right. Mm -hmm. um, you're not lazy when showing her affection. Yeah, you you do. Good. You go to the extent where you're willing mm -hmm. to do whatever it takes to show her how much you love mm -hmm. her. And you're not just going to go and. She knows I love her, right? I'm not, I don't have to do anything. Right, yeah, yeah. She knows, right? I don't have to tell her that I love I her. I don't buy have to her do flowers. Stuff. They're just going to yeah, get exactly. rotten. What's the point? No, because she likes them and yeah. they show that you're thinking of her, mm -hmm. right? You go out of your way for your for your husband. Go out of your way for your wife. That's mm -hmm. good. Yeah. Serve one another. I like this too. Um, uh, let love be genuine. What does genuine love look like? It looks like this. Holding fast to what is good and hating that which is evil. So he says, real love has hatred in it, right? To hate that which is evil, not to hate people, but to hate that which is evil, to stand against that which is against what God has commanded and what God has decreed. And so I think it's important for us to understand that. Like, like um, you know, I love marriage, so I hate divorce. Mm -hmm. I love children, so I hate abortion. Um, there's this understanding of there are things that are wrong, right? And do we know that there are people who will give reasons and for why maybe you got divorced and things like that. And maybe some of them might be justified and that's fine, but it's not God's intention and God's design. And by no means should you have to stick around with an abusive person, things like that. But at the end of the day, it's like, this is again, God's design was for one man, one woman to come together and to stay together. Let what God has put together, no man separate. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, God is like, listen, I, I, I want you to love what is good, but also hate what I hate. You know what I mean? Evil, injustice, things like that. You should stand against those things. You know what I mean? Um, but in such a way that you're still showing love, right? Um but there's so much, man, loving each other um, in the church, such an important concept, because how in the world is the world going to get saved if we're so divided, mm -hmm. uh, divided, a house that's divided against itself can't stand. Um, like I always talked about that. How are we going to solve? We're we talking about so much. No, oh, this world is so divided. The church is divided. You know what I mean? Like if you yeah. think about it, there's a lot of division and a lot of in the capital C church, not in specific churches, but in the capital C church, there's a lot of divisions amongst ourselves. We fight so much amongst ourselves that, you know. Nobody can see the love of God because we don't even show it to each other. Um, and uh, man, there's just so much in here, but I, I recommend reading it again. If you, if you want to write it down or take note, Romans chapter 12, Romans 12, nine through 21. Um, it, it talks about so much about what it means to actually show love, showing hospitality, not repaying evil for evil. Somebody does something mean to you. You don't do it back. Uh, not just showing hospitality, seeking Seeking to, to show, show hospitality, looking for opportunities where mm -hmm. I can be hospitable. It's not just hey, oh, the opportunity arise. It's seeking for that opportunity. Wow, to yeah, show yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh, yeah. So it's not like every opportunity that I have to be hospitable. You should be, but you should also be looking for an opportunity to be hospitable to yeah. somebody. Like, dang, that's a whole nother level. Yeah. It's a whole nother level to say, you need my house. Huh. I could do next week, and going to a pastor and saying. 
I want to do a small group in my house. My house is available. You just let me know when. And said, eh, that doesn't really work for me. Like, that's not really seeking for to be hospitable. It's like, I'll try to be hospitable if I can. Yeah. You know, I feel like, I, I'll be honest. <laughs> I just gave him a look. I'm like, I'm struggling right now. Yeah. Man, that's tough. And I want everybody to understand this too, as we're saying all these things. This right here is not a list that says, if you're not doing all of this, you're not a Christian. Not at all. Mm-hmm. We're going to struggle to do these things. It's going to, we live in a body of flesh. Yeah. That's not going to want to be, that's going to want to be slothful. That's not going to be want to be fervent in spirit. We're not going to want to serve. We're not going to want to seek to do hospitality. I really don't want, I want to take vengeance. I don't want to, I think even Paul said it. Paul said, the very thing that I want to do, I don't find myself doing. And the very thing that I don't want to do, I find myself doing because uh, he struggled. Paul struggled just as much as we do. So this is not a checklist to see, oh, I'm a bad Christian. You know what? I shouldn't even go to church. No, it's like, no, nah, if you're struggling with these things, come to church, come be built up, be with the together with a community of saints and, and just learn to, uh, by the examples of others on how to be like this and seek to work on these things, right? Thanks for joining us for this episode of VCast. If you really liked what you heard, um, share it with a friend. Um, if you are watching this on YouTube, don't forget to like this video. Don't forget to follow us, uh, subscribe to us. Make sure that you guys are following us on social media, Facebook, and uh, Instagram. Uh, you can find us at Tri Viva Church. Um, look up Viva Church online and you'll be able to see all of our social media accounts. And uh, just give us a follow and like some of our stuff, man. We really appreciate that. Um, If you could just take a few seconds to do that, it it helps us out greatly with the channel, helps us to uh, continue to reach more people. Um, So please, please help us out by just clicking those like buttons and and turning on notifications and uh, sharing this with your friends. We appreciate you guys so much. Thanks for listening. And uh, as always, if you guys need anything, you can contact us through social media if you have any questions um, or if you have any uh, uh, suggestions or things you want to hear from our podcast, just let us know and we'll go. Uh, we'll definitely get back to you and uh, see how we can incorporate that. Love you guys. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. God bless you.